Let your money work for you so you don't have to always work for your money. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm here today with our guest, Dr. Kristen Ray. Kristen is joining us from Ellicott City, Maryland. Kristen is a family nurse practitioner and a real estate investor. She started in 2011, and her portfolio now consists of over 150 units. Kristen, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. So thank you for the intro. I am a Baltimore native, so I'm from the Baltimore area. And my background, as you stated, my formal training is in nursing. And I got into real estate in 2011 after becoming an accidental landlord. So long story short, for all you ladies out there, you may be able to relate. I had a six-month-old baby. I was in school for my master's. My great-grandfather passed away and left some properties. So those properties got handed down to my brother and I, and we thought about selling them, decided to keep them. Fast forward, a few years after that, went back for my doctorate degree, didn't want to take out student loans, as most people don't, and decided to use those properties. I leveraged them to pay for my degree. And that was the moment when I realized I was doing everything wrong. So here we are today, a few deals later and a few years later. And I'm still here. How many properties did you guys inherit? Four. Okay. Single family homes? Yes. Mm-hmm. And near where you live in the Baltimore area? Yes. Okay. And they had tenants in them? Yes. And those same tenants are still there today. Wonderful. So that's what gave you the real estate bug. You mentioned you were doing things all wrong. Explain that to me, please. Well, in terms of looking at finance, there's always the work hard and save your money. And yes, while that has some truth to it, there's also ways to unmask wealth and other ways to unmask cash when you need it, which was evidenced by the leveraging ideas of the properties. And was there a moment where you just got your first rent check or did you have a moment where there was just an epiphany where a light bulb went off and you're like, whoa, <laughs> That was it. When I got the check at closing after we did the refinance, that was my light bulb moment because I said, well, essentially the tenants are paying for me to get my doctorate degree. I didn't have to take out loans. I didn't have to look for scholarships. I didn't have to do whatever it is a lot of people do to get money, to get capital to use for that purpose. Rather, I use an asset that is cash producing it appreciated. So I had some equity there and it still cash flowed afterwards. So essentially someone else paid for me to go back to school and continue my education. That's a great way to look at that. So you started in 2011 when you inherited those properties and now you have 150 units. How did it start out on your own besides the inherited properties? 
So after those properties, I was in school, obviously, and I was also doing some additional homework in the real estate sector to see what else can I do to continue this. I really liked it. So I went out and decided to get another property on my own and went through the rehab, the whole bird method, basically. And I realized it was a very taxing process. And I wanted to be able to have a certain amount of cash flow and to be able to scale my portfolio. But I knew having 100 gingerbread houses was not my preference. So I started looking into commercial real estate and larger deals. So going to school for your PhD wasn't enough. You were also learning real estate. And explain to me the multifamily process. Was it just the one single family that you acquired? It was actually a duplex. Okay. And then what was your next deal after that? My next deal after that, I did a few wholesale deals and my next one was the apartment complex. And you were very passionate about real estate at this time. Oh, absolutely. So you're all in. Tell me more about the apartment complex. So it's 146 units in South Carolina. Myself and my partners, we acquired it almost a year ago today. This a little shabby right before the pandemic hit. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. Who's your partner? I don't need a name, but how's your partner involved in the business is my question. Oh, okay. okay. He's also a syndicator and he also has a portfolio of multifamily properties and single family properties. Okay. So you didn't just go from a duplex to 146 unit apartment building, did you? Essentially. Oh, you took the fast track. Okay. (laughs) Essentially. How did you find that 146 unit building? Well, the lead came in through my partner and I met my partner through networking back when we could network in person pre-COVID. And what's your involvement in this? Are you 50-50 partners? No, we're not 50-50 partners, but I'm a general partner. Okay. And then how many syndicators are in this deal? Or how many investors rather? Passive investors, I believe 60-ish Okay. Investors. And a lot of these came from your partner having the track record in syndication. Yes. That was definitely helpful when we spoke to investors about investing. Okay. And you're still a full-time nurse practitioner? Not quite full-time, but I do still practice. Okay. How do you balance the two? Well, I don't practice as much. I do practice a certain number of hours to keep your licensure that I'll always keep because I've worked very hard to acquire it. But my primary focus is real estate. Okay. And in this syndication, what was your direct involvement? Did you help find investors? Did you do investor relations? Did you help identify 
some of the issues with the property, underwrite it. Take me through that. So my role, I help with the due diligence, underwriting, and also investor relations. Okay. What were some of the big things that came out in due diligence? There was some deferred maintenance that we're still working through. That was one of the big things. Also, the financials, the seller didn't quite keep those in order. But I would say those are some of the larger undertakings. What are you focusing on next? That's a good question. Next, still looking at multifamily, considering an assistant living facility. This is from a landlord perspective. I don't want to operate the business aspect. But I consider myself an opportunist, so I always have my eye out. So you wouldn't use your background in healthcare to essentially manage the assisted living facility? Or would you be the medical director for that? No, I wouldn't be interested in that role. I would simply want to be in a landlord sort of role. Maybe I purchased a building or several buildings and maybe partner with an operator. That would be something I would consider. So what are you doing to find more deals? Oh, that's a great question. Like everyone else, I'm keeping my eye out and looking, talking to brokers, talking to other investors. That's pretty much what I'm doing to try to get leads. What's one of the biggest mistakes you've made in your real estate investing career? Not starting sooner. What's your next biggest mistake? (laughs) My next biggest mistake, I would say not choosing the right contractor. So that's very important. It's probably one of the hardest aspects of the business if you're doing some sort of value add is choosing your contractors very wisely. And do you still look for single family homes or are you only looking to take down much larger deals? I'm open to both. I'll still build my personal portfolio as well as do syndications. So I'm still interested, but I'm very selective of both. So any single families or residential properties, I'm only looking in particular areas. I'm very niche down there. So I have to ask you this question. You being in healthcare, a lot of medical professionals seem for whatever reason to not know much about real estate investing or not have the opportunity to learn about real estate investing. Have you found that? I would say somewhat. I have ran across quite a few healthcare providers who do invest in real estate and are very interested. But on the flip side, I have some that I've met that are strictly into the stock market. So I usually find it's one or the other. And do you do anything to try to encourage other medical colleagues to get into real estate? Oh, absolutely. I talk to them all the time, I'm networking with them to let them know the kind of opportunities. Oftentimes, people in healthcare tend to be in a higher tax bracket. So just kind of letting them know, hey, this is a few other ways you could invest your money outside of the stock market and maybe get some tax breaks on certain aspects of your income. And just showing them another way to build wealth. And I always tell them, if you don't find a way to make your money work for you, then you'll always work for money. That's great advice. I was going to ask you, Kristen, what's your best ever real estate investing advice? I think you just said it. But go ahead. No, take it from the top. Let's go. (laughs) My best real estate investing advice is to let your money work for you so you don't have to always work for your money. Great advice. Kristen, are you ready for the lightning round? I'm ready, eh? First, a quick word from our partners. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 17th through the 19th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center, 
Join the experienced crowd and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies. You'll also be building relationships and, quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group of eight to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get the lowest prices right now at BEC2022.com. That's BEC2022.com. Kristen, what's the best ever book you recently read? I recently read a book called Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin. Loved it. Highly recommend it. I haven't heard that. What was your big takeaway from that? My big takeaway from that is your time is much more valuable than money and that spending your time is a different way of looking at how you spend your time. That's a great perspective. And I think it's a lesson that a lot of us learn as we get older that uh, would have been ideal to know much earlier. Kristen, what's the best ever way you like to give back? Through youth programs. So there are some youth programs that I am a part of and I sit as a board member for to help youth that are at an economic disadvantage to help them with their educational needs. Fantastic. Kristen, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? my website. So please schedule a call. It's Vital Investment Partners, V-I-T-A-L Investment, I-N-V-E-S-T-M-E-N-T Partners, P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S dot com. Book a call with me. I'm happy to chat. Kristen, thanks for being on the show. You've given us great advice. I love stories about accidental real estate investors because that's how I got started as well. So you went from being a nurse practitioner, studying real estate while also getting your PhD, which is a monumental task. Then you got into doing your own deals and now you're into syndications and taking down some large deals. So Kristen, thank you again for being on the show and best ever listeners. Thank you. Thank you, Ash. 